Hi everybody, my name is Landon Ernest. Thanks for listening to episode 146 of the Vortex the Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B. Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, thank you for this time that we could spend on the podcast again, and I pray that uh, the content would bless the listeners, guide us in what we talk about. Help us to stay accurate and true and to um, put out good information and to stay biblical and according to your principles in the scriptures. And so I pray, Father, that it would be a glory to you and that we'd be a blessing to the people that uh, listen to the podcast. And we thank you for all that you've done for us. And we know that Uh, Things seem rough right now for people when they're looking at circumstances. But uh, we also know, the Father, that um, you are in charge. You are sovereign, and circumstances are not able to overcome your sovereignty and your providence and your will. Thank you, Father, and in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. My brother, so, how are you? Good, good. I got to push this got it where it says this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> there we go. Hey, brother. <laughs> all right. Doing? So you, you just gave me consent, right? So, all right. Yes, yes. I can, I can record you yep. now, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, here we are having so, a podcast on the Lord's Day. I mean, every, every day is the Lord's Day, but, you know, today specifically it's the Lord's Day. That is true. That is true. I've been sending you stuff through the week. And yeah. traveling across the United States. By the way, I just want to say this real quick. Uh-huh. I just spent two weeks going from the East Coast to the West Coast and the West Coast back to the East Coast by car. No checkpoints, no vaccine passports needed. Um, and the only place that they, they wanted us to wear a mask was in Costco. They handed me a mask at the door. I stuffed it in my pocket and walked around the whole place without a mask. And even went through checkout. We even went out through the checkout without a mask. Nobody said a word. Good on you. Nobody said a word. And I went into we went into Cracker Barrel. We went into stores. We went in everywhere. All the way from okay, I'll, I'll name the states we went through real quick. So folks know. We went through uh, Virginia, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. We were in California for a little over a week or about a week and a half, close to it. Uh, 
finishing up business there. And then when we came back, we went back through Arizona. We went through New Mexico. We went through Texas. We hit Louisiana. We hit uh, Mississippi. We hit Alabama. We hit Georgia. We hit South Carolina into North Carolina and back into Virginia. None of those had checkpoints, no mandates while you're traveling. We went in and out of places, all kinds of convenience stores because we're stopping to get gas all the time. And we'd stop and get a coffee or something to keep us going on the road. Nothing. Nobody said a word all the (laughs) way through about not having a mask on. Now, some people had masks, some people didn't. They, some of, sometimes they'd have the little thing on the door saying, you know, yeah. mandate says you got to have mask if you're unvaccinated, whatever, da, 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 da. Costco just has everybody wear a mask regardless. Yeah, right. And I, I didn't wear a mask through any of it. Hmm. And nobody said a word. So did, did you tell them you you were a special agent for the government or something and or you were part of the White House and you didn't have to you don't have to adhere to any vaccine mandates or you know. <laughs> I dare not tell them I was part of the White House. I might not have made it across the country without being assaulted. <laughs> so, oh, no, I mean it's just the country just uh, it's just opened up. Yeah. People I think people are just fed up and tired of being told this garbage when you know it's killing their livelihoods right they're opening up their business they're saying no we're opening our businesses and um, you know they're tired of being lied to they're tired of being told stuff that's not true they find out later it's not true and a lot of people have known somebody who has died or has been maimed after taking these vax these these covid shots yeah um yeah. And they, even though they're being told, oh, that has nothing to do with, with this child, it's unrelated, they know better. Yeah. And they know they're being lied to. And they know that the medical establishment is lying to them. Absolutely. And, and they're rebelling. rebelling. Now, Costco, uh, I think I saw one, two, three, maybe four other people without masks. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a family without masks, a, a husband, a wife, and a couple kids without masks. I saw another lady and her son without masks, and I saw one big tall guy without a mask, and I was without a mask. Everybody else had a mask on in Costco. So it yeah. shows you that they can still intimidate people to wear it, and no. there's still, there's still that mind manipulation and that mind programming that's going on for people you know so were you getting but were you getting any weird looks or you know people appalled uh, wearing a mask or concern i I would get looks from time to time i mean not obvious looks but people were looking but nobody would want it to confront me people are scared you know, they're sure. scared to, con- to to talk to other people about things like that. And I told I told the person at the door, I said, you know, I normally don't patronize businesses that require mask mandate. I said, but I'll make an exception today. And I walked in <laughs> and staff, stuffed the mask in my pocket and just went through the store without the mask. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're told. I know they're telling their employees don't confront anybody if they don't wear a mask. Yeah. 
because right. they don't want those confrontations. They're not going to call the cops because the cops are cops don't care. They're not they're not there to go enforce mass mandates. They've got real crimes to deal with. They've right. got burglaries <clears throat> and robberies and you know uh, you know purse snatches and things like that to deal with. Right? They've got yeah. domestic violence calls to go to. They've got traffic collision calls to go to. Calling for a mask, okay, yeah, that's priority five. Um, we might be able to send somebody when the next shift comes on in about eight hours. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. how you play that game. Uh, yeah. because that's a very, very low priority call. If they call and then when they get there, they'll they'll look at the guys and go, well, This is a civil matter. This we can't enforce this. Yeah, this and- is you between this is between the manager and the customer. Absolutely. And I think yeah. any, any officer, that would be the last call they want to take, right? To no, they don't want to take that call. They don't want to take those calls. I, did, I didn't enforce COVID rules when I was a cop. Absolutely. And That's I, right. And my, That's I, right. I, I mean, it hit when I was still active duty as a cop. Mm-hmm. And we were, this stuff was starting to be brought out. And they're saying, oh, we need to enforce this, enforce that mandate. But I didn't enforce any of them. Yeah. You know, because I have discretion as an officer, not to enforce them. And uh, I used that discretion because I knew it was, I knew it was a bunch of hype, a bunch of propaganda. I knew it was a bunch of garbage and I was not going to take people's lives away from them. Well, you got to stay in your house. Well, you got to wear a mask. Well, you got, you know, you know, all that draconian Chinese communist garbage. I didn't want, I wasn't going to enforce it. And most cops now don't want want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny that you're talking about obviously those mask uh, guidelines. I uh, I had I still I still love going to concerts. I still like watching a show, you know. And um, uh-huh. there was a concert that I wanted to go to, but a week or so ago on a Friday night at uh, the Brick by Brick, which is you know close to uh, um, as you're heading towards uh, SeaWorld area. Well, I didn't realize it didn't bother, you know, checking on guideline because I, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to a show. It's going to be, you know, open and anybody can go in. Masks are optional. So I finally decided to look at the guidelines. Not only were they, they won, uh, if you have been vaccinated, you need to have your card or show proof that uh, you had a negative uh, result. Uh, and on top of that, you have to wear a mask inside this, you know, uh, um, uh, not off as a building that it's actually it gets pretty hot. It's a small venue. Uh-huh. On top of that, you still had to wear a mask and you had to have clearance within 72 hours of the show. I thought, are you kidding me? So I made a switch and I say, you know what? I'm going to go see this other band that I have not seen in many, many years since the eighties in East County brother of all places up in Ramona. Okay. All right. Te- look at the difference between Oceanside or, uh, you know, SeaWorld area to Ramona, right. Ramona. They didn't even ask you if you uh, no, had a vaccine. Nothing, brother. It's like everybody was walking in, no mask, no questions asked. You go no in, six go feet, ju- no nothing. nothing. Right? No, because everybody country- was just having a grand time. Because <laughs> they're they're a bunch of country people in Ramona. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and SeaWorld's right in the middle of uh, right right there in the bustling part of San Diego yep. City. Yep. And. And uh, so, so folks can have a, a kind of a reference to what we're talking about. Ramona 
for the folks who don't know that area, you, you drive out freeway east and then you head north on, I don't remember which highway it is, but you turn a highway and head north up toward the mountains, toward uh, up in the uh, uh, the National Forest area. Yeah, out Cleveland there. Forest, right? Cleveland, Cleveland National Forest, yeah. Uh, the 67, and, uh, that's who takes up. Yeah, and it's just a little bit south of Julian, which Julian is a, a little old, it's a little old-fashioned logging, former logging town that have apple orchards out there. There's famous apples, Julian apples. Oh, yeah, the apple pie. And, mm. uh, yeah, and it's it's literally a town right out of the 1800s, isn't it, brother? Yeah, it is. It's an old It really old is. Town. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the, the stores all look like you're walking into the 1800s you know, some Western 1800 <laughs> exactly. town. And I, you know, and so Ramona's kind of in that type of a culture and environment. Yeah. And yeah, Ramona's like, we don't care. We're not going to, yeah. yeah. And I, and right. then I got out here to North Carolina. Nobody requires anything. <laughs> they don't care. I mean, I, and my daughter, my poor daughter, uh, my, my deputy sheriff daughter, we mentioned, uh, we said, okay, we want to go to uh, this barbecue place. And they, you know, no, I go in there. Well, wh- why don't you want to go there? Because they were really nasty. They just were very strict, you know, when the, when the COVID, when, when, uh, when, uh, you know, first hit. And my, <laughs> I don't hate to tell on them. My son's like, oh, she's still holding the grudge. <laughs> because, you know, she's like me. She won't go anywhere where, where there's a mask required. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you want to, if you tell me to leave, I'll leave. It's your business. It's your private business. And you can tell me we're not serving you. You need to leave. Okay. I'll leave. I won't be back as a customer. Sure. Sure. You know? Um, And uh, so she, she really is like anybody who was strict with COVID, she's like on the war path. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no. Yeah. But I, you know what, brother? Problem is, I'm the same way with the airlines. I drove across country because I absolutely refuse yeah. uh-huh. to have anything to do at all with the airlines until they grow up and stop acting like little children and start yeah. acting like adults and stop all these draconian mandates. And I know they're being regulated by the FAA on this. Yes. So absolutely. maybe the FAA also needs to grow up and stop being little children and start being adults when it comes to this situation and act like adults, but they don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Unfortunately, brother, you know, they're yeah. still, they're still fighting that battle. Um, yeah. But yeah. you know what? Interesting that you brought that point because I mean, you were talking right at the beginning, how you were, you know, and you were sending me information about, you know, things that are happening and right, uh, right. the story, especially the story that caught my attention was the first responders, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Basically they're just, declining the jab you know they're like uh-uh we ain't doing this 50 percent right. uh, of the chicago police said no yeah and then the mayor was... backed off uh-huh right i'm oh, sorry go ahead brother I'm no, no, that, go ahead. no no it's fine jump in jump in whenever you want but i'm just you know bringing up uh, that was a point we also article in regards to the hundreds of thousands of u.s troops that remain unvaccinated right yeah yeah. Now let me let me comment on that one. Yeah, go for it. It's all, I, I think the floor's open. <laughs> I think the Pentagon and the and the executive branch is making an absolute huge mistake here because they're releasing hundreds, maybe thousands of of active duty military personnel. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're talking the. Uh, 
probably the most of them that don't want to be vaccinated are usually, uh, it seems to me, are the infantry guys and the special forces operators. A lot of those guys don't want to take the jab. So they're talking about discharging them. Mm. If they discharge them, that's a huge mistake. Here's why. They're going to be a standing army in the civilian world. Mm. They're going to be quite put off, to put it that <laughs> way. They're going to be quite upset, right? Yes. With being turned out that way, right? Being discharged that way. Uh, you don't think they're not going to be uh, locking and loading and getting ready for some action <laughs> if people start trying to show up at their house to enforce mandates and stuff? You don't think they're not going to be organizing? Right. You don't think they're not going to have lines of communication? With all and that, and that they're not highly skilled, highly trained, and ready to get down to business. Mm. I mean, that's a huge mistake because they're not going to they're not going to back down. And here's the thing: uh, I'm sure a lot of them have taken the mentality that hey, we're we're being ruled by a foreign power right now. This is an enemy, both foreign and domestic. And this enemy is trying to destroy our country. We have to fight to preserve it. Mm, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just saying this thing could blow up in their face. And I don't sure. think they're prepared to take on, you know, what, maybe 10 million Americans that would be ready to come out and, and uh, take on a, a battle. I, I, don't, I don't want that. Because that would be horrendous for this country. Mm. It'd be the, it'd be the second active hot war. That would be a second civil war in the United States. Mm-hmm. But if if they don't watch their p's and q's, they're going to end up with that. Oh yeah, and like you say, know? especially in a time where people are, you know, they're 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 becoming more frustrated more than anything. I mean, right. You see more and more uh, parents going up to the school boards and arguing with them. You know, and to the point where, you know, they're, they're, they're being shut down or even when they're talking on the podium, like their microphone gets, you know, shut off uh, right. and they get so frustrated. But you see, you know, more and more people fighting back. How many people they are, are coming out and saying, I'm not taking a vaccine, you know, and tons, tons, quitting job, brother. And you're talking about, right. you know, uh, public faces, people, sportcasters. There's been some ladies that, yeah. that that have been just said, no, we're not taking a jab, so I, I quit. That's fine. I'll quit. Right. You know, I, I submitted right. my, and we, you know, we've spoken about this in the past, in past um, uh, podcasts in regards to mm-hmm. the mandate, you know, where I work at, which, you know, working for the federal government. Uh, right. But I, I just right. recently submitted my, uh, my religious exemption. Uh, and uh-huh. uh, all they said was, okay, thank you. And we'll get back to you later. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they're they're probably asking for, uh, um, you know, guidance, you know, from HR or whomever is going to deal with that. They're probably from the lawyers. They're, they're going to check with the lawyers. But here's almost the thing. definitely, um, you don't go into an office. And exactly, I don't go to that. And that was one of my first questions that I had brought up. I said, I'm not going into the office. So what does it matter? So yeah. it's funny because I'm not sure I'm not, I wasn't. I'm sure I wasn't the only one that brought this up. 
Right. A few days right. later, another you know HR email came out saying, yes, even if you're teleworking, you have to have uh, the the vaccine by I think the it's November 22nd, like the which date. tells you that this is not about public safety. Oh, absolutely not. Because if you're in your own house, how are you uh, affecting public safety? Exactly. Exactly. It's about a different agenda. Definitely. Definitely. And and what they're doing is illegal. Yeah. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. Supreme Court has been compromised. Supreme Court is under their... <sighs> They're completely defying the Constitution mm. at this point. Uh, because the, remember, folks, the Constitution is the law of the land, not the Supreme Court. They're only supposed to interpret the Constitution, not make new law. Mm-hmm. And so they have overstepped their boundaries years ago. And once they have overstepped their boundaries, they're an illegitimate court. Yeah. And so Romans 13, when it comes to Romans 13, you're to obey the authority over you. It's key word, authority, not benevolent dictator mm. that is defined the, the highest authority in the land. They're the ones in violation, if they're Christians, they're the ones in violation of Romans 13 because they are defined the ultimate authority in their land, and that's the Constitution. So if we're to obey the authority in the land, Romans 13, that means we are to obey the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And if we're not obeying the Constitution, then we're in violation of Romans 13. Mm. That's, the, that's the senior authority in the country. And any authority that defies the Constitution, they're in violation. Because, see, Romans 13 applies to everybody. Yeah, believer right. or unbeliever. That's the thing. It's written to believers, but ultimately, everybody's going to be responsible to God for their actions. Right. We're all going to be judged. We were judged on the cross, and Christ covered it with his blood. Mm-hmm. But those who are not believers will be judged directly without the blood of Christ covering their sins. And they're going to be judged according to Romans 13 as much as anybody else. Yeah, right. And if they're defying the Constitution, which God, by his providence, determined to be the law of this land, they're going to be, they're going to be found guilty before God mm. for that violation. So that means every health department in the country, Fauci, every politician, that is pushing these illegal mandates, the Supreme Court, can we go down the list? Yeah. They're all right. going to be found guilty before God for violation of, of not obeying the higher authority, which is the Constitution, because we are a constitutional republic. And what that means is we are a nation of laws, not a nation of mandates. If you have to pass a, if you have to say this is a mandate, what you're saying is we're trying to enforce something that where there was no law written. Mm. There is no law that has been written and passed that is requiring these shots 
and requiring masks and all that. If there's no law written and passed and found to be constitutional, right? Right. Then that is an unlawful order. Mm -hmm. These mandates are unlawful orders. And they are not required to be obeyed under Romans 13. And that's my argument. And with those who run around saying, but you're not loving your neighbor if you don't get the shot. I know that uh, Piper came out and said, said that recently. John Piper. Yeah. Uh, I'm, with all due respect, I read his book, Desiring God, and I loved it. But with all due respect, he's wrong. Absolutely wrong. If you're lying to your neighbor about these shots, which he he is, then you're not loving your neighbor. If you're giving them falsehoods and not truth, you're not loving them. If you're feeding them the same propaganda that the media is feeding, you know, mainstream media, then you're not loving your neighbor. Mm. I'll give you some examples. There's a revolving door between the FDA and the um, the COVID, uh, the um, pharmaceutical companies. Okay. okay, so what this means is that there's a conflict of interest with the FDA, the CDC, and the pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. So that means that what the pharmaceutical companies are doing is they're setting their keep their people into key places in the FDA and the CDC for the purpose of pushing their product through. So they have compromised or corrupted the FDA and the CDC. Mm -hmm. Pfizer has been corrupt for many years, as Dan told us in the last, last podcast. Right. Now this is a little something, the revolving door, all three FDA authorized COVID shot companies now employ former FDA commissioners. Uh, mm. And here they are. Uh, the, uh, Dr. Scott uh, Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner Scott Gottlieb, the ultimate personification of the revolving door mechanism, sits on the board of Pfizer. And the frequent Pfizer sponsor CNBC guest also maintains several thousand shares of Pfizer stock. And he has compensated well into the six figures of an annual basis. Gottlieb earns millions from his continually increasing board appointments to a plethora of pharmaceutical and healthcare companies. The pandemic profiteer also sits on the boards of Illumina and Tempest Labs, which sell FDA-authorized COVID-19 test kits. Additionally, he sits on the board of Ashon, which has partnered with the FDA on researching COVID-19 policy. So that's the first one. Here comes number two, Dr. Stefan Hahn. Stefan Hahn, the lead FDA, who, I mean, sorry, sorry, who led the FDA when it authorized Moderna's COVID shots, recently took an executive level post with flagship pioneering the company that launched Moderna. Flagship holds 20 million shares of Moderna stock, excuse me, which 
uh, as of October 16, 2021, is valued at $6.5 billion. <sighs> they earned $1.4 billion through the sale of Moderna stock earlier this year. There is virtually no separation between flagship and Moderna. Flagship CEO Nubar Affion, who confounded Moderna, who co-founded Moderna and owns over 2 million shares of Moderna stock, is the current chairman of Moderna. Additionally, Moderna CEO Stephanie, uh, I'm sorry, Stefan Bonsell is listed as a flagship special partner. In September, Han was appointed the chief medical officer of flagship launched uh, Your BioHealth, a company that sells COVID-19 testing kits. See all this conflict of interest going on? Oh, absolutely. That, that, stuff's, <laughs> Ill, that's, that stuff's illegal. Can't do that. Dr. Mark McClellan. M- Mark McClellan was the FDA commissioner from 2002 to 2004 and several in other high-ranking government posts. He has maintained a board of director seat with pharma giant Johnson & Johnson since um, 2013. McClellan owns thousands of shares in the company and receives around $300,000 annually. <laughs> so this oh, whole thing there's is no interest, interest in money there. <laughs> yeah. So this whole thing's money above people, right? Absolutely. Who yeah. cares if people are dying from the vaccine mm-hmm. as long as we make our money, mm-hmm. as long as we have our positions of power, as long as we can set up our little, our little, um, corrupt system so that we can push our products through the government, get them approved, right? Yeah. And put them out on the market so we can make billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They set up the system where you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies for damage. They have a, a government, uh, um, I don't want to call it an agency, but it's an entity in the government that is set up to pay out uh, for vaccine injuries. Yeah. Right. But it's limited amount. Sure. Right. So you sure. can't hit these guys with billion dollar lawsuit, you know? Yeah. So they can get pretty much get away whatever they want. Yeah. And even if they pay out, pay out a lawsuit, brother, I mean, compared to the gazillions that they get for, uh, you know, uh, for vaccines and things like that, it's, I mean, they'll pay off that lawsuit. No problem. Right. You know? Now, here's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see where this is going, right? Well, here's another one. And I'll I'll get your thoughts on all this once I I present it all. Uh, Pfizer sponsors the news, which is why you rarely rarely hear anything bad about its COVID vaccine. (laughs) A disturbing (laughs) montage, watch below, and we'll, we'll play it in a moment, reveals precisely why the mainstream media rarely, if ever, says anything bad about Wuhan coronavirus vaccines. It turns out that Pfizer, one of the biggest COVID vaccine pushers to come out of Operation Warp Speed, is a sponsor for nearly every major media network that delivers most people their news. It begins with a clip from Good Morning America stating that the program was brought to you by Pfizer. From there, it goes to CBS Health Watch, Anderson Cooper 360, ABC News, Nightline, Making a Difference, CNN, Tonight, and many other such shows, which 
all of which are brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> so they control the news. <clears throat> yeah. And so, do you, do, folks, do you think you're going to get the truth about these shots on the mainstream media when Pfizer is controlling them and telling them what they can and cannot say about this? This is why there's a cover-up. I'll see if I can get this to play. Yeah, while you're doing that, let me just tell you something. As you mentioned, oh, hold on, let me pause. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, as well, as you were uh, talking and you brought up John Piper's uh, a name, I had uh, not heard. I had not heard of what the statement he came out with until right now that you mentioned it. And I went ahead and started looking at my Christian Headlines website that I go right, to. Guess right. was guess what one of the uh, headline was? It was John Piper. You know, urging Christians to get vaccinated, and not only that, brother, you just went through you know information right now about how talk about misinformed. You know, people are in regards to you know the truth about the vaccines and how a person or an individual of John Piper's stature can. I think he's obviously deceived, or he's not really paying attention, or not seeking the truth. Uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, what the numbers are being shown, because the information, in- the information he put out all came from the mainstream media. Exactly. And because I wanted to go, let's do this. Let's go ahead and play that video. Let's, let's continue with this discussion. And then towards the end, let's do the jump Piper article. I want to read, okay. you know, this part of the article that I have here is not long. And then I want to get your thoughts because we're definitely going to approach this from a biblical standpoint, obviously, because, you know, there's a lot of people that love John Piper, including us. We, we, we love his ministry. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. agree with everything, his, you know, all his theology, no. but no. at least to be able to go, look, people, you still need to, you know, don't fall for the celebrity status of a individual you, you hold in high regard. You still have right. to search for the truth no matter what. Right. Okay. So let me right. see. Let's I'm continue on with what we're doing, and then we'll we'll get back to that. I'm going to try to see. Make sure this comes to the speaker. Here we go. Good morning, America. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper, three sixty. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. <laughs> brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. (laughs) On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Ah, let's see. Why can't we get the truth from the mainstream media? <laughs> wait, wait. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> brought to you by Pfizer. Hey, folks, we're not brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> the Vortex like Apologetic Podcast. Brought to you um, by, by Pfizer. Two guys in a Bible. <laughs> two guys in a Bible. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> the Vortex Apologetic Podcast brought to you by two guys in a Bible. That's good. I like that. 
We got to get right, creative, go right? <laughs> yep. Go ahead with the no, that. Bro. That's amazing, bro. And it's not surprising. Well, yep. to me, it's not surprising because we know how biased the media is. I mean, we've seen clips of, uh, uh, I think we saw a montage one time of uh, all the different, you know, uh, news medias out there. And it was a clip. I can't remember if it was like five minutes of just multiple media outlets from all over the United States. And they all spoke and said the exact same thing. It was amazing. It was like, (laughs) do you guys have any originality? No, they're, they're being controlled. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is coming. um, That narrative is sent. That's given to the, the stations, the different news stations. And they're saying, you're going to run this. You're going to say this. Absolutely. And a lot of the, you know, in the majority of time, they're, they're, they're reading a teleprompter. Right. And right. Right. I'm sure they're caught off guard a lot of the times because they're just, you know, they're reading, reading, make sure they look at the camera and they don't realize what they just said or they repeat it. Or if they know that every outlet said the exact same thing. (laughs) Right. Right. So I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to what we've been saying for over a year now. Yes. And I've uh, been speaking about this and and we mentioned, you said it plenty of times, brother, where you said it's going to take the people finally opening their eyes and going, no, enough is enough. We have to fight back. And this is the way we fight back. We don't right, adhere no. to, you know, uh, to uh, vac- uh, vaccine mandates. We don't adhere to, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, uh, authoritative, uh, uh, you know, guidelines where they want you to follow these guidelines or else, you know, exactly. you're not, you're not part of the, uh, part of the movement here. You're not required to take these things. This is an experiment. This is uh, a clinical trial. And law and under the law, they're required to give full ex- uh, full disclosure yeah. when it comes to a clinical trial. Before you do anything in a clinical trial, they're supposed to disclose fully everything they know about the clinical trial, about the product, you know, they've got to give you full informed consent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, when I had, um, I, I was part of a, a clinical trial back in early 2020, I think. Okay. Yeah, was, anyway, no, early 2021, early Early earlier this year, 2021. So when I was working for UCSD, anyway, I um, got really sick, and and I got a call from a specialist that said, "Hey, we're doing a clinical trial, and you are perfect for our clinical trial." Um, and she said, "We'd we'd love to have you be a part of it, but you know, you make your own decision on it." Mm-hmm. And um, she gave me full disclosure i mean went through it very clearly she's very very upbeat happy excitable type type doctor it was kind of a pleasure talking with her but uh she um gave me full disclosure about everything about the drug or the cocktail of drugs um, yeah. they're supposed to they're supposed to help me and uh i mean she gave me the risk which were actually not not were minimal really with this particular one and uh, it gave me everything that I needed to know. And then sketch. And when I said, yeah, I think I do want to do that. 
she gave me, she scheduled me in that day. Oh, wow. And I went in and they did the procedure and I went home and within a week I was feeling better. Wow. Yeah. But this was not what this stuff is, not what, what these particular um, shots are. It was something completely different. Mm -hmm. And, and so when they're, before they give these shots, that's exactly what they're supposed to do with each and every patient. Yeah, absolutely. This is a clinical trial. This, these are the risks. These are, the, this are what the, the, this is what it does. They're supposed to explain the whole thing. They mm -hmm. don't, they don't explain it to anybody. Yeah. No, it's so you true. Uh, yeah. So I've heard, I've heard of people where even, you know, people that have gotten vaccinated and, you know, they schedule their appointment and they even have scheduled which vaccine they were going to be uh, uh, delivered to, you know, delivered uh, with uh, and not knowing at the last minute they change it to a different vaccine completely. Okay, fine. It's not, you know, you know, there's going to be shortages, whatever. But the fact that they weren't told till literally when they were, the needle was about to go in the arm. Right, one of them happened right. to see that it said Moderna. And she right. was like, I asked for Johnson and Johnson. Why are you poking me with Moderna? <laughs> right. So, right. yeah. Well, that's, how about, yeah. Yeah. How about, I mean, that's least, the kind of, that's kind of deception that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you just mentioned, you went through a trial and they give you complete um, disclosure as to what you're going to, um, uh, you know, expect as far as side effects or, you know, any right. type of, uh, uh, after you know effects that you might have, so um, right, yeah, yeah, bro. So absolutely, uh, that's interesting. So, so did you want to uh, talk more about Piper? I guess more uh, stuff yeah. Here. If you're done uh, with that section, most definitely. Let's let's talk about Piper because okay. <clears throat> so do you want to say that toward the end? Uh, say what? The Piper, because I got more. I got more here. Oh yeah, no, we talk. Let's do. Let's do Piper at the end. Let's finish up with what you have. Okay. All right. We'll so, um, National Institute of Health silently removes gain of function from website after report confirms that. Oops, my thing fell on my ear. Sorry. Let me do this again. National Institute of Health silently removes gain of function. From website after report confirms directors Fauci and Collins lied about Congress, lied to Congress about funding research in China. So that it's it's being proven that they funded research in China. And they lied to Congress about it, saying that no, we didn't fund any research in China. Mm. And now it's being found out that they did fund it. And so Fauci's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, over the summer, Dr. Fauci testified before Congress about the National Institutes of Health role in using U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund dangerous gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, which remove adver advertisement, <laughs> which directly led to the COVID-19 outbreak. Unsurprisingly, he shamelessly lied through his teeth vigorously mm -hmm. denying the agency's involvement when he was grilled by Republican Senator Rand Paul. Now his lies are catching up to him. So the NIH is scrambling to cover their tracks. It's the cover up that always gets you. 
<laughs> you uh, know, what? Awesome. just like <laughs> since Watergate, since Watergate, the cover up always gets you right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and so they're trying to cover up their involvement in Wuhan and they're, and they're lying about it. They're trying to cover it up. And I think this is going to be, this could very well be the downfall of Fauci. And uh, Collins had already resigned from the NIH. I think he saw the handwriting on the wall and I think he decided it was, he decided for himself, it was time to go. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I, I think he saw what was coming. So the term uh, gain-of-function research describes a type of research that modifies a biological agent so that it confers new or enhanced activity to that agent. This subset of GOF research that is anticipated to enhance the transmissibility and or virulence, my tongue doesn't work that way. (laughs) Yeah. Of uh, potential pandemic pathogens, which are likely to make them more dangerous to humans, has been the subject of substantial scrutiny and deliberation. Such GOF approaches can sometimes be justified in laboratories with appropriate biosafety and biosecurity controls to help us understand the fundamental nature of human pathogen interactions assess the pandemic potential of emerging infections agents and inform public health and preparedness efforts including surveillance and the development of vaccines and medical countermeasures this research poses biosafety and biosecurity risk and these risks must be carefully managed when supported with NIH funds, this subset of GOF research may only be conducted in laboratories with stringent oversight and appropriate biosafety and biosecurity controls uh, to help protect researchers from infection and prevent the release of microorganisms into the environment. And it would seem that they didn't take those precautions well enough mm. but anyway it shows it shows the nih web page today and it shows uh there's a there's a, a section that says research involving enhanced potential pandemic pathogens and apparently that was removed there's a twitter <laughs> says uh jeremy redfern it says this for those that don't know, this is how the NIH defined gain of function on the website, at least October, so forth, so on. And so then they're talking about it's the fact that they were involved in all that is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is how the gateway pundit, but I mean, it's just, it, I mean, it just keeps coming and coming. Um, here's out of the health impact news. PhD researchers' analysis of VAERS data reveals 5,427% increase in deaths following COVID shots compared to all vaccines the past 10 years. Give you an example. Here's a chart. Uh, all vaccines combined, as far as VAERS reporting concerning adverse effects, in 2011, 173. In 2012, 166. In 2013, 129. 
2015, 149. In 2016, 177. In 2017, 120. In 2018, 163. In 2019, 183. In 2020, 166. 20, now this is, 2020 was when the, when the pandemic hit, or the pandemic, right. whichever you want to say. In 2021, brother, 8,606. <laughs> wow. That's more than all those years combined. It's 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 absolutely amazing. Now, when you look at all vaccines combined, here's the numbers. In 2011, 25,408. In 2012, 26,668. In 2013, 29,736. Mm. In 2014, 34,340. In 2015, uh, 44,426. In 2016, 45,706. In 577,804. <laughs> I mean, the chart is like... It, it, just it looks, a little bit higher. Just a little bit higher, right? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, sky, a skyscraper towering over a bunch of houses <laughs> on the chart. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, there's, there's a whole article on this, but I mean, it's just... And then they have a COVID-19 ca vaccine casualty list. Now, remember... VAERS, VAERS typically only gets about 1% reporting. So if it's 577,000, almost 578,000, and that's 1% reporting, that's millions of people being affected. Yeah. There's 330 million people in the country last I checked on the census. Yeah. That's a major hit. That's a major impact. Now, we're already seeing that there's shortages of people to take jobs. Oh, yeah. It's because either they're not uh, uh, agreeing to the mandates or they're getting sick. Uh, or or unemploy unemployment pays a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I was down in North Carolina yesterday, uh -huh. they are telling me that some of, the, some of the shops were closing up at random because they couldn't get anybody to come in and work. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, brother, we've gone to the store a few times and the cabinets are bare. And we thought, well, is there a shortage? Or wait a minute, are we going back to, you know, everybody well, pan panicking? And the, we the tried cash to get, uh huh. Go we, ahead. We tried, we tried to get the toilet paper Costco today. I'm sorry, we're out. <laughs> yeah. Well, check this here out. Over here, here brother. Again. Yeah. And yeah, we thought the same it. thing. We thought, oh, yeah. it's happening again. No, the lady yeah. literally said, we can't get people to come work at all. Those so it's not it's not shortage. It's deliveries. Deliveries are not making it. No, deliveries make it. They don't have employees to actually stock the. Oh. Uh, yeah. They can't they, stock it. They can't stock they it because they don't have enough employees. 
I'll be. So the truckers so, are still running. They're still truckers still running. You know, they I've seen a lot. I saw there's some that I mean, some places have been shortages of that. But yeah, around here, I guess a lot of the places they're getting their deliveries. They just don't have it workers to work and stock. Wow. And we asked why? Yeah. Why is that? Are you having a hard time hiring? So it was no. He said unemployment's paying a lot more. So people will literally fill up an application, get hired, and they'll in turn and, and not show up and just go to unemployment and go. Oh, I got later. I got let go. I, I make up a reason. And right now, because there's a lot of uh, they they they. Um, what they ended up doing in unemployment is not really checking to see whether they were, you know, being let go because of termination or things like that. There weren't really checking. So a lot of people were easily, you know, bypassing all that and just getting paid unemployment, you know? So, <laughs> but we thought it was well, shortages again. We thought it's going to happen again. Here we go. You better start well, hunting, a, hunting down the toilet paper. <laughs> that's a scam. Those folks were working and they oh, yeah. should be, and if they get caught, they will be. They will be uh, charged. Oh, absolutely. That, that's that's illegal. You can't uh, do that. It sure is. But uh, but uh, and then there's those who say no. You know, they're mandated. You got to have a shot by this time, or you're being let go. Okay. Yeah, right. The people being let go. Yeah, that's completely understandable. Like, oh, you got like, right. oh, okay, the person has a right to either you know say yeah, you know, yay right. or nay. I mean, and you've got, got to let you ship, go. So you got the ships in the harbor in Long Beach. They're it's taking forever to be loaded or unloaded. Oh, uh, did you did you right. see that picture of the docks or the the ports with all those boats waiting, like those big old gigantic delivery yeah. ships waiting at sea? I think at one point yeah. there was a picture that showed like five hundred of them. Yeah, true. All waiting, and, and it's the same problem, isn't it? They don't have enough dock workers to to unload those ships. Yep. So it's going slow. It's going a bit now, slow. <laughs> here's, now, after all that negative news, I'm going to give you a piece of positive news. Right. Here we go. Your favorite place, brother. Uh-oh. The beef, right? Yes. The beef's favorite place. in and out Burger, brother. Woo! I mean, in and out Burger, mm. right? The, the burger place for California. Right, oh, that's it's 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 a I mean, must. In and out Burger in California is like Cracker Barrel in North Carolina. Okay, uh, okay. There, there's right. there's your comparison. Okay, All for right. those of you who live in the the land of the free and the brave, for the people who are living under communism in California, In and Out Burger <laughs> is like your Cracker Barrel. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so here we go. Now, In and Out Burger says. We refuse to be vaccination police. In and out takes stand on vaccine passport shuts down San Francisco location. Now I understand they opened it back up for uh, for uh, pickup only, you know, for drive through. Yeah, drive through, right? Yeah, yeah. But here it is: popular California-based food chain In and Out is refusing to check vaccine passports and had its San Francisco location shut down as a result. Instead of complying with the local government's vaccine passport system, In-N-Out said publicly that it would refuse to be the Democrats' vaccine police as pawns forced to enact their policies. I love it. According to a San Francisco TV station, the city's Department of Public Health closed uh, public health that 
which they're all corrupt, brother. They're all lying to us. Mm -hmm. Closed the in and out location on October 14th because employees were not properly checking for customers' vaccination documentation per a statement released by in and out. We refuse to become the vaccination police for any government, said in and out chief legal and business officer Arnie Winsinger. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. <laughs> Winsinger added that it is unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force our restaurant associates to segregate customers into those who may be served and those who may not, whether based on the documentation they carry or any other reason. According to the TV station, perhaps most egregious is that the restaurant properly posted signs of local vaccination requirements but refuses to strictly enforce them. (laughs) They don't want their employees getting, endangering their employees getting into arguments with customers, right? (laughs) Right. According According to the San Francisco Chronicle, the Department of Public Health repeatedly asked in and out to begin checking vaccine passport paperwork for every customer after receiving a complaint in September. The vaccine passport program has been placed has been in place since August. And then there's a tweet uh, of that statement that in and out put in put out saying we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. When <laughs> When in and out refused, the business was instructed to cease all operations on site immediately because of the threat it poses to public health. Really? What threat? Uh, the yeah, Department of Public Health said in the statement. Yeah, you're bought and paid for by Pfizer. Hey, bro, <laughs> Rather than, every time uh, I go to in and out here in uh, my town, uh, they take my papers. They're color green. They accept them every time. <laughs> those are the only papers they should be asking the only, for. Yeah, those are the only papers that they accept. <laughs> Let me see your papers. Okay, here's a 10. Here it's green. You want to check? Uh, my, here you go. Here's, here's a 20. Yeah. <laughs> they get their papers. I get my food. <laughs> yeah. So here's the final part of it. Rather than sub, uh, sub we're up there. Let's try it again. Rather than subject customers to a vaccine passport requirement, the restaurant has reopened but no longer offers indoor dining. And Winesinger, or Winsinger, excuse me, uh, confirmed that the publication, it, to the publication, that uh, In and Out has no interest in checking vaccine passport paperwork for customers looking to order fast food. But they will check that greenback paperwork you know oh, yeah. they should have said they, it. All, all green paper welcome <laughs> yeah exactly and, and 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 give change when necessary so <laughs> but there you go there's a business fighting back right yep so yep. that's a good thing i love that yeah so it looks like that's all i have right now now i remember dan was telling us about off-schedule drugs, and I want to take a moment. And we could explain that to the folks what that mm-hmm. means. We're just talking about we're talking about the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine being off-schedule, right? Right. And so, what that means is that a drug is designed for a particular purpose to to um, to benefit someone who has a particular disease. Okay. Mm-hmm. However. They they do discover from time to time 
that a drug that was designed for a specific purpose or specific disease can also be highly effective in combating something else that's not a part of its design. And that's what's called off schedule. Mm -hmm. And Dan, our, our friend who's retired pharmacist said, they've been doing off schedule drugs for years. This is a well-known thing in the pharmacy world and a well-known thing in the medical world that you can subscribe, I'm sorry, prescribe off uh, scheduled drugs if you if you have good reason to believe, if you're a doctor and you have good reason to believe that it's going to benefit the patient, even though that drug is not designed for that particular ailment. Mm-hmm. And that's the case in ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. They're designed for a different ailment than COVID-19, which, by the way, they still haven't isolated the virus, and they haven't been able to prove in court that it actually exists. And they've been challenged nine times in nine different countries and have failed every time to prove the existence of COVID-19. Now, check that one out. Mm-hmm. But here's the, you won't hear that on mainstream media, folks, because Pfizer sponsors them so anyway (laughs) just thought i'd throw that out so but um so you know they can they can prescribe off-schedule drugs like ivermectin hydroxychloroquine to uh, combat covid19 because they have found that it's effective against a covid virus it is more effective against COVID viruses than remdesivir or the, or the uh, COVID shot from Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, go AstraZeneca to go down the list. China even has one now. So, so if that's the case, then why are not doc, why are doctors not prescribing those drugs to combat uh, the virus? In the hospitals, here's why. The administrators are telling them not to. And I wonder why. I wonder how many hospital administrators are in the back pocket of the pharmaceutical companies. Because they cannot make money on ivermectin and and, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Mm. They can make money on remdesivir. They can make money on the, the shots. So it's yeah, all about because they're the bigger money makers, right? Right. It's all about the money. It always has been. I like that chart that was included on that uh, you know article. Was it you or Dan that sent it? One of you sent it. Uh, yeah. And it showed the chart where they had uh, Israel compared to India, where the right. 80, 80% vaccinated. Uh, uh, the the chart was way up there, right? It was over the 8,000 mark. And in India... With uh, there was only fourteen percent vaccinated, and they were taking right. you know the, the the majority were taking the evermectin, and right. they were in the lowest of the low. Talk about right, and you don't you rarely hear anything about India really when it comes right. to you know the COVID uh, uh, the COVID nineteen in general. It's like wait a minute, yeah, uh, they must be doing something right, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm going to run down some headlines real quick out of Health Impact News, and then we'll, we'll get on to the other subject. Uh, United States of America, home to, well, I just one just popped up. 
That's interesting. This is one on uh, child trafficking. The United States mm-hmm. of America apparently is home to pedophiles and world's number one destination for child trafficking. Mm-hmm. We'll have to dig into that one later on. White House to, whoops, let me go back. It jumped on me. White House to, oh, it jumped on me again. Go back. Okay, I'll run through them. Uh, so on this one, champion professional mountain bike racer sidelined by COVID-19 shot talks about recovery and support groups. Folks, I got you got to go look at Health Impact News. I'm telling you, White House to quickly vaccinate 28 million children aged 5 to 11 as deaths and injuries continue to increase among 12 to 19 year olds who received the COVID-19 shot. They're pushing this thing. Why? There's an Mm -hmm. agenda behind it, folks. And the agenda is given to us in COVID-19, the Great Reset by Klaus Schwab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and. But you got to read the book. All right. Unvaccinated hospital staff, only ones telling the truth regarding folks, uh, vaccine injuries as they prepare to leave the medical system. They're being kicked out because they refuse to take the shot. And there's tons of them. Chicago is looking at losing 50% of its police department, but the Chicago mayor backed off from that. And then uh, Southwest, did you notice, notice that, brother? Southwest Airlines backed off and and ended their mandate. Did they? Because, yes, because they're about to lose their business because they're about to lose two. The number of pilots and flight attendants and ground crew that they were going to lose uh-huh. would have put them, they would have grounded them. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have been able to fly. They were yeah, going to lose right. their business. And they backed off. Wow. This is this is the power of the people. When the people decide we're not obeying these mandates anymore, no, mm-hmm. we're not wearing masks anymore, no, we're not taking the shot, no, we're not conforming, then the whole draconian, corrupt system comes crumbling down. All the people have to do is say, we're not playing anymore. We're turning, we're putting our, we're putting our cards on the table. We're not playing with you anymore. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going on with life. We're going to go back to normal. Right. And you can make whatever mandate you want. We're not obeying it. And we're not going to go along with it. It, the whole system will come crumbling down if that happened. Yeah, the people absolutely. have the power. The people have the power. And the people have the power to shut down industry look what's happening we talked about what's happening in long beach at the port yeah and that industry is almost being shut down yeah see so the people have the power and as soon as the people rise up this whole thing ends phd researchers analysis of theirs data reveals 5,427% 5,427% increase. We talked about that earlier. I gave those stats. Uh, and then NBA star, star Kyrie Irving gives over gives up over $100 million to refuse COVID shots, stands with black community in New York. By the mm-hmm. way, COVID shots are racist. I'm sorry. I don't even know why we haven't brought that up. They are racist, you know. They're racist (laughs) because if they negatively affect the minority communities, (laughs) COVID shots are racist. Yeah, masks are racist. 
Yeah. Everything, a 16-year... Everything is racist. Well, those things are. <laughs> a 16-year... We're using it, brother. A 16-year yeah. veteran Australian police sergeant quits in protest of Andrew's COVID orders, claims majority of cops agree with her. Mm. And that's something. I mean, this, it goes on and on and on. Honorable active military face discharge for refusing COVID-19 vaccine mandate. We talked about the devastation that would have. Chicago to set to lose 50% or more of police force at midnight. And we know that that, that um, the mayor backed off on that one. Uh, justice denied. Supreme Court again opposed COVID vaccine mandates. U.S. veterans prepare for war. I'm telling you, it's we're hit. We're gonna hit a boiling point, and I don't want to see and it. Brother, on top of that, we got the uh -huh. greatest, the greatest president ever in the United States, Joe. Uh, 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 um, I'm almost dead, Biden. <laughs> on his last town hall address, well, basically, it, did you hear him what he said? What's that? Uh, Instead of encouraging the nation, you know, or at least get us out of the situation, when he was asked about first responders not taking the jab, the first thing that came out of his mouth, if I had the power, I would get rid of them all. I would fire all of them. Can you believe that? I, I believe almost anything coming out of Biden's mouth at this point. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Yep. But yep. Instead of, yep. you know, this is the leader of the free world, right? Supposedly right. the free world. Uh, exactly. And, wow, you're throwing the first responders under the bus. you basically telling us you don't care. Right. And you want to get everybody vaccinated by any means necessary. Right. Colin Powell passed. They said he was fully vaccinated, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, it just goes on. Oh, and then exposing technocrats' false claims, millions of low-paid ghost workers needed to keep their software running. They've been lying about their software this whole time. Oh, it's high technical stuff. It's it's uh, artificial intelligence. Oh, it's no. They're hiring millions of ghost workers in these poor countries and treating them like garbage and paying them pennies to do this work, and without them, those companies would fold up overnight. Yep. <laughs> How many people know that one? Uh, <laughs> unvaccinated uh, NHL, National Hockey League, an yeah. unvaccinated player, best athlete on the ice, scores four goals in first game. <laughs> <laughs> that is sports awesome. news for you, folks. That's the sports news of the day. I love it. So, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just, anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say earlier, but that's okay. The point is, um, they can't win this game. And yeah. the reason is because the people are waking up. And when mm -hmm. the people wake up and they finally do, when I walk into Costco, and I see the vast majority of people ripping those masks off their face and saying, I ain't doing this anymore. Then I'll know it's game over. Yeah. And it's almost game over for Fauci at this point. I'm so that's where we are, lasted this long. I know. I know. It's incredible. So 
So there we are. There's there's the news, and uh, there's a whole lot more we can talk about, but we're limited on time. Um, so I'm gonna shut all that down. And uh, I forgot what I was gonna say earlier. It was something good. Anyway, we, if we don't think of it this time, we'll visit it next time. But yeah, I mean, it, there's so much going on. We can't keep up with all of it, even on a weekly uh, program. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's so many things much. that change every day, brother. Like daily, right? It's just right. Bah, it is it does to... affect our world. Now, I do not believe, brother, and as you also, we need to just throw this out for just a moment. I do not believe that this has anything to do with end times, mark of the beast. You know, all that narrative that's been thrown out lately. Mm-hmm. You know, the shots are not the mark of the beast. Uh, this is not the end times. I mean, you know, you, you got to kind of revisit that from time to time because this stuff keeps showing up. It keeps showing up. Every day. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not. It's not the case. I mean, you have to deny the audience relevancy and the timing statements of scripture to push that narrative. Yeah. And you've got to literally deny scripture, just period, just deny it to push that narrative. Yeah. Um, it's very clear in the timing statements and audience relevancy of the different prophetic passages, especially the Olivet Discourse, that that was talking about that generation at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll just keep saying that until people start picking up on it. Now, that should, hopefully that creates some curiosity and people go back and research that. So if you want to research that, folks, just, just research preterism, post-millennialism, any of that, uh, and you'll begin to learn about it. Go ahead, brother. No, I was going to second that, brother, that uh, yes. I, I, at this point, I think we're not going to stop mentioning it just because, you know, how rampant it becomes that everything right. is the end times, you know, everything is end times. Just like we were talking about, everything's racist, you know, uh, everything's end times. Something comes up, right. it's end times. Right. Something comes up, right. it's end times again. The world's coming to end, the mark of the beast. And well, we they wanna... were saying, go ahead. So, yeah, I was going to say, we, we like to challenge people, well, not challenge, encourage people uh-huh. to look into these things, do a thorough investigation, search, right. study, right. Right. And my brother mentioned a few keys, which is audience relevance, you know, timing statements, the generation when this was written, and not mm-hmm. only that, the apocalyptic language behind it all. Right, right, brother? right. Uh, right. The, the implications mm-hmm. are huge. So right. we, we right. have to look at those things. We did, right, brother? We came across we did. information we that spent, challenged our beliefs. <laughs> yes, we spent years looking at it. Yeah, right. And and uh, we didn't come to this easily. We, you and I, were both uh, dispensational premillennialist. Yes. Before we came to this conclusion, we both believe we were in the end times. We both believed all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, one hundred percent. Yes. I read the I left I read the Left Behind series. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, by Tim LaHaye and, and Jerry Jenkins, and um, I read late great. Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. I mean, I read, I read all that stuff, right? Uh-huh. I read uh, Dispensational Truth by Clarence Larkin. I mean, I studied all this, and I believed all of it. 
And then I was challenged, and you were challenged as well, brother, on those very things. But wait a minute. What about this? Somebody challenged me. Yeah. Why does it say you and not them? Why does it say you in Matthew 24 and not that generation in the future? Right? Right. It didn't say that. It said you, and speaking to the apostles, you apostles are going to see this. You apostles are going to witness this stuff. You apostles are going to live through these things. Why did it say, uh, you know, pray that you're not on the roof of your house when the, when the des- desolation, abomination of desolation comes? Well, who's, whoever's on the roof of their homes today? But they <laughs> exactly. were back then, right? Yeah. And it says, flee Judah, right? It says, you uh-huh. know, when you right. see it, see it come, flee Judah. Well, why only Judah? Shouldn't the whole world be fleeing if it's the whole world? I mean, you can exactly. go through We're this. all going to run to the same, yeah, we're all running to the same spot. Wait a minute, the whole world? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly. I mean, so maybe that would be enough to create some curiosity. But in here, anyway, let's go into the final segment. Oh, yes. And yeah. I love how the Lord works things out in our podcast, folks, as you know, a lot of the times we're on the fly. (laughs) We are. Uh, But my brother brought up, uh, brought something up to my attention that I I had not looked into it. I had not read about it till he mentioned it. And that is uh, Brother John Piper, you know, uh, coming out. uh, And I believe it was through his website that he wrote a statement. But anyways, the statement, it was John Piper urges Christians get vaccinated and resist right-wing pressure, God alone owns you, which we agree 100% with that's part of that statement. God alone owns you. Yes, he does. Right, brother? You agree with it, right? Yes, we are God's property. I agree. So let's get into this. Pastor and author John Piper is urging Christians to get vaccinated against COVID-19 and to resist peer pressure from political allies who may oppose the vaccine, saying in a new column that God alone owns us. And I quote, don't be, don't be enslaved by fear of man. True, we're, we're true. We agree to that. Don't be enslaved by the fear of breaking ranks with ideological allies. We agree with that, right? He writes yeah, in the be, column. Yeah. They could be used both ways. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Which was posted on his website. You are free, he writes, which we agree. We are I free. Agree. We are free. Yes. Well, we're free. We have liberty in Christ. We're not liberty free. in Christ. That's right. We are we are slaves of Christ. That's right. But we have liberty in Christ. And that liberty is that we have the liberty to go and do the right thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. In other words, the liberty is is liberty in Christ. But people don't understand that phrase. I don't understand what that means. Liberty in Christ means you're no longer in bondage to sin. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. When your bonds to sin are broken, when the chains of sin are cut off from you, and you're able to walk freely away from sin, that is liberty in Christ. Liberty in Christ doesn't mean, oh, I I have liberty in Christ. I can just go do whatever I want. (laughs) I have liberty. I have freedom, total freedom. I can just, total free will. I can just go do what I want. No, you can't. Because you're owned by Christ. You're a slave of Christ. 
And literally, the scripture says we are slaves to Christ. We're either slave to sin or we're slave to Christ. Choose your slavery because you're a slave to one or the other. And you're not free. You're not autonomously free, period. And so what are you going to be, a slave to sin or slave to Christ? If you're slave to Christ, then you have liberty in Christ because you are no longer a slave to sin. And that's how it works. Okay, brother. Don't I love it. Lesson. Hold on. Let me rewind. You are free. He writes. We don't really agree with that one because we are only not one hundred percent. Not one hundred percent. Yeah, because no. we we are free in Christ. How about that? We have liberty in Christ. We have liberty in Christ. Yes. Let's continue so. here. Piper, the founder of Desiring God and the chancellor of Bethlehem College and Seminary, says in the column that his goal is to encourage Christians to be vaccinated if they can do so with a good conscience and judicious medical warrant. The people I have specially in view are those who are not vaccinated because of fear of being out of step with people they respect and in step with people they don't admire, he writes. My message to them is simple. You are free. Piper quotes. Here we go. Okay, brother. We... okay go ahead. I was going to read. Let me read this part because this, okay. is, this is right here. Piper quotes, and this is I'm putting in quotations here, federal and state data. That's that's a, that's my issue right there, showing that more than 90 percent of COVID hospitalizations and deaths are among those not fully vaccinated. Do you think he's reading the right data, brother, with that statement? No, that data has already been uh, discredited. And you actually and you just discredit it as we were going through those articles and a lot of the information. Right. It's been discredited. Mm-hmm. Yes. Worldwide, he says, 4.5 million people have died of COVID-19. Roughly 80% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of the vaccine, including 95% of Americans 65 and older. Many Christians, he says, have resisted the vaccination due to fear of being considered out of step with the political allies. Such fear, he says, is unbiblical. Your conscience is increasingly clear, it says, get vaccinated. But there is this niggling fear of looking left-wing or progressive or democratic or compromised or woke. So my message to such folks is this, the children are free. Each of us stands or falls before his own master, Romans 14, 4, live as people who are free, free from the fear of man, fear of being labeled, fear of being called a compromiser, fear of being doubted as not really part of the courageous resistors, especially when you know that thousands of those resistors really are Courageous, wise, and thoughtful, he says. Christians, he writes, are freed from the fear of man, left or right. The fear of man lays a snare, but whosoever trusts in the Lord is safe, Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man lays a freedom-snatching snare. Why? Because the fearing soul is already snared, already caught, already bound, enslaved. I call you to something better. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, Galatians 5.1. 
not a government yoke, not an anti-government yoke, not a left-wing yoke, not a right-wing yoke. You are free to stay with integrity. My decision to be vaccinated is not a political decision. It is not right-wing or left-wing. It is a biblical, biblically informed act of love. I have an issue with that one right there, brother. I have an issue with a lot of it. Um, he's, what says uh, you, he's, brother? He's making a straw man argument. He's assuming uh-huh. falsely that the reason people are not getting the vaccine is because they fear people. Yes, that's exactly what I get. That is, that is a false assumption. Yeah. That is not why people are not getting the vaccine. Right. They're not getting the vaccine because they've done their homework and they're informed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And they know, and we should, I I have to call it a vaccine because now it's the, Everybody's calling it a vaccine. It's yeah, not a vaccine, yeah. but you have to, you know, if you want to identify it, you got to. But anyway, uh, they're informed as to what it contains. They know about the uh, graphene oxide. They know about the um, synthetic RNA. They uh-huh. know about the spike proteins. They know how this, uh, how it works inside the cell because they've done their homework. They've done their research. Yeah. They've, they've, they have done their homework to get full disclosure themselves because they're not going to get it from the health department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had to do their own homework to get the full disclosure. Right. They know it's an experiment. They know it's a clinical trial. They know that we are being used as guinea pigs and they know that the vaccine is not safe and that it's not effective. Mm-hmm. They know that it is dangerous. Yes. That's why they're not getting it. It has nothing to do with the fear of fear people. I can As a matter at- of fact, I can attest to that, brother. My statement that I submitted in regards uh-huh. to, you know, uh, 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 my religious, my religious exemption. Right. My right. statement had to do with a lot of research done and uh, right. uh, 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 sincere right. You know, my conscience is bound by scripture. Right. This is why I'm not taking a vaccine. It's not because I fear the man, you know, no, or fear no. by agency no. where I work at. You're, you're obeying scripture because you're not doing harm to your body. Exactly. Exactly. And I hope Piper survives because as this flu season is starting to come in, uh-huh. I said October would be rough. And it's going to be worse in November, December. It's going to be real bad in January and February. Yeah, We're going to see a lot of people that are not going to survive Yeah, to next fall because of the vaccines. The vaccines are going to kill them. Oh, yeah. Brother, do you see in the future, you know how years later, there's that one commercial ad on television. If you ever have taken blah, 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 make sure to call this number, you know, because they're starting a lawsuit or, you know, in regards to, uh, you know, suffering because people that took a certain vaccine or medication that pretty much messed them up for the rest of yeah. their life. Right. You see in the future some ads like that. If you ever took the COVID-19 vaccine, I, can- I see in the future more than just lawsuits. I see criminal charges. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. If, if the right people get in power, uh-huh. 
these people that are pushing this stuff and not giving full exposure, they're in violation of Nuremberg Code. Bottom line. And they can be charged with crimes yeah. against humanity. And that's you, a death sentence. Oh, yeah. You know they don't want Trump running in 2024, right? <laughs> They're scared to death of him. They're scared to... Now, I... Trump, needs, he better get his act together, too, because I got a couple issues there as well. But Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> but but I, mostly I'm happy with him. But there's a couple of areas that I... If I ever, chance, I ever had a chance to sit down with him, I'd say, okay, I'm happy with you, but wait a minute. There's a couple of things here we need to talk about, yeah. you know. No, I lay right. it to him, you know. I'll lay it to anybody. I don't care. You know me, brother. But here's the thing. Um, I believe that in the future, people are going to be held accountable criminally for this. Mm -hmm. And here's why I believe that. I believe that the people that survive to 2022 mm -hmm. are going to be so livid so angry, so devastated by this evil that has come upon our society that they're going to be calling for people's heads to roll. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're not going to take no for an answer because they're going to, they're going to be losing family members. They're going to be losing friends, coworkers, church members, pastors, to these evil, evil shots that are killing people. Yeah. And they're not going to be happy. Yeah. And I got low battery, so I'm going to plug in, brother. So the, the volume, the sound's going to change here yeah. in just a moment. Yeah. All right. Let me plug in. Okay. Can you still hear me? I can still hear it, brother. This okay, is actually okay. a good spot to end, I think, brother. Um, we uh, we went through a lot of information, a lot of good information. You you read a lot of good uh, information on the articles in regards. And, and, you know, again, folks, we encourage you. Don't just go with what you hear in the media. Uh, don't take, you know, any of the messages they spew out at high value. You know, do research, especially if you're a Christian. Christians, we admonish you. You want to be a Berean. Uh, they were called the most noble uh, uh, folk in uh, scripture in the New Testament. Why? Because they, uh, you know, they received the messages with all readiness, but they didn't believe everything uh, Brother Paul was teaching them. Right, brother? What did they do? Did, Paul, thank you. Appreciate you delivering the message. Now we're going to go home, open up the scrolls. And uh, see if these things that you say are so. <laughs> right. Don't believe it just because a famous preacher says it. That's right. And here's the thing. You were mentioning that last part of his statement. Uh, it's a loving thing to do to, to take the vaccine yeah, or something? Let me read it. Let, actually, let me read it again. You are free to say with integrity, my decision to be vaccinated is not a political decision, is not a right wing or left wing, it is a biblically informed act of love. Okay, go ahead and run with that, brother. Well, first of all, <laughs> my issues with that statement is, is it just not, is it taking the vaccine really uh, an act of love, brother? Really? Uh, does that 
completely disregard the times that I've gone to my neighbors and, you know, uh, service them in whichever way I could. When right. uh, my neighbor lost her husband, it was not a loving thing for me to go and pray over her and, you know, ask her if she needed anything that I can, you know, be of any help. Yeah, I don't know if he was saying that that was the only thing that's an act of love. But, I no, think but, I, but I'm saying it's say, almost he's almost holding it in such high regard that he is. He is. You know, and I think here's his reasoning. And I think it's wrong. Uh, his reasoning is, well, if you don't get the vaccine, you're dangerous to other people because you're going to infect them with this horrible, horrible virus, which, by the way, has a 99 percent recovery rate. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't affect or harm children. So they're trying to stick children with this needle. And it, children are not being affected by COVID. I mean, come on. Yeah. And so uh, I think his thinking is, well, if you don't want to harm other people by passing this thing on to them, then you have to get vaccinated to protect others. Yes. That's his thinking. Yeah. And it's flawed. It's ignorant of the, of the actual truth of what the, the, the real science says, the real medical science says. Yeah. He just believed in the propaganda, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, I'll finish my spiel with this. It says okay. it is a biblically biblically informed act of love. All right. Let's talk about biblically informed. When I first did the research on uh, all the vaccines, brother, and came across uh-huh. the information, and this is information on the CDC and the WHO and, you know, uh, uh-huh. every single vaccine carries the aborted fetuses lines, right? Right. So how are we biblically informed or we're making a biblically informed act of love when we don't even consider the fact the aborted fetuses were used or, you know, the, 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 uh, the line uh, used from, uh, uh, from aborted fetuses. If we are to be, you know, high, a whole life in high regard, is that a biblically informed act of love, brother? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not pro-life either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, so that, it's, that's it's my not, issue I take with that statement. Right. Exactly. It's, it doesn't show a sanctity to life. It shows a disregard for life. Yes. So it's just the opposite. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point, brother. So that, 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 that's my issue with that last part of that statement. It is a biblically informed act of love. Uh, I, I disagree with that. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Other than that, so, brother. Uh, 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 yeah. I mean, we had to respond to John Piper. I thank you, brother, for bringing this up. I had not uh, seen his statement yet. I just did not, not even know about it till now. But uh, yeah. I'm glad we're able to discuss it, brother. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Folks, we love John Piper, by the way. Okay, we, <laughs> but we're not anti John Piper. We're not anti John no. Piper, correct? You know, so no. if you think we're taking a jab at him, no, we just disagree with what he said. We don't agree with the statement. We, we, we think I, we disagree with it, and we believe it's dangerous to say what he said. Uh, yes, you are correct, brother. It's very dangerous. Yes, right. You know, exactly. it can cause a lot of confusion, brother. A lot of confusion. It can. It can. You know, and now our audience of five will be informed. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> I hope, hopefully, we have more than five people listening. But you know, yeah. we have such a small influence. He has such a large influence. Um, unfortunately, he's going to deceive many people with that statement. 
Yes. And they're going to use him in an arg- in their argument that, well, well John Piper says, <laughs> and then right. it's going to give them their excuse. Yeah. And unfortunately, John Piper's not going to be able to save them medically when they have an adverse reaction vaccine by definition they, they have a fake definition now that they recently put into wikipedia to try to change the definition of vaccine to include the mrna but mm. mrna is not traditional vaccine it's something completely and utterly different yeah a vaccine is when you introduce a dead virus uh, in order to get the immune system to react to it and then recognize it and so when the, the live virus comes in and invades your body, you've already built the T cells and the antibodies and the white blood cells to fight it and they attack it and they're able to defend against it. That's mm-hmm. what a vaccine is designed to do. Right. That part of the vaccines have not been an issue. The part that people have up, to get upset about vaccines is the lipids. It's it's the additional ingredients in the vaccine mm. that can create adverse reactions and even death. Mm, okay. But fortunately, for the most part, uh, in the past, these vaccines have uh, had a low level of adverse reactions and deaths. Um, and that's, as far as we know, I mean, yeah. there may be indications of uh, that that uh, there are some things that that are starting to come out that um, were not known before, but but we don't have any real uh, solid data on any of that. So we're going to leave it at that. That uh, they were basically safe, but this m- mRNA has been shown and proven at this point to be extremely dangerous. Yeah. And it's not not actually a vaccine uh, in the traditional sense. Mm. So it's something completely new, like I said before. So, yeah, I think statements like that are very dangerous. The fact that uh, John Piper did not give full disclosure in that in that statement. That that could make that could cause that could make him criminally liable Mm. for anyone who listened to him. And went out and got the shots because of him, because of his influence, and then died or had an, a, a severe adverse reaction to it, then he could be criminally liable for that. Because it is because and the reason for that is because this invokes the Nuremberg Code. And mm-hmm. the reason it invokes the Nuremberg Code is because it is experimental. It's not approved by the FDA. It's not an FDA-approved drug. And the FDA has been the FDA really didn't want anything to do with it. They didn't mm. want to approve it. The, the, the emergency use only. Okay. Right. But it should have been pulled, like Dan was saying last week. It should have been pulled by now. Yeah. Oh, that's right? correct. And and so this is criminality. This is very, very serious stuff. This is no different than what the Nazi doctors did in the concentration camps in Germany when they were performing medical experiments upon Jews and Christians and dissidents in the concentration camps. Auschwitz is one is the most famous one. 
and they murdered millions of, uh, well, yeah, millions mm-hmm. in these concentration camps with these medical experiments. And those doctors were put on trial and they were executed for crimes against humanity. That, how is what health departments across the country, administrators of hospitals, doctors that are going along with those administrators, and people who are pushing these uh, shots on to, you know, promoting them and have to have a lot of influence. Um, and they're doing it without full disclosure. How are they any different than what was happening at Auschwitz? There is no difference. People are dying from these things. They're being maimed from them. So, you know, these CEOs that that think they're all that, they say, don't don't throw Nuremberg at me. I go, yeah, I will throw it at you because you're you're liable as well. Right. So don't give me no lip. You're killing (laughs) people. Yep, that is very, very true. There you go. <laughs> All right. So I had my rant. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> uh, so no, that's I, I don't I don't think I could add anything else to that rant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Brother, I, I think we have we just it was a good podcast. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Good information, a lot of good stuff. Folks, again, we encourage you, challenge you, seek the truth, seek the truth, seek the truth, read, look into these things. Uh, we are blessed the fact that uh, God gave us abilities to, you know, have things to research and, you know, we have electronics that we can do quick research. So we really don't have an excuse, right, brother? So <laughs> no, uh, we encourage no you and, and stay, stay, uh, you know, keep your head up, keep your head up. You put your faith and trust in the Lord, hope in the Lord. Uh, he's going to take care of us. Uh, yes, it he doesn't will. matter. The world's going to go on. That's right. And it's not going to end. And, God has plans. That's right. He has That's plans. Right. Other than that, bad. yeah, it looks bad, just like it did during World War II, World War One, and you go through a whole bunch of things that have happened in world history, just like this, the Black Plague. I mean, it looked like everything was hopeless and it was all going to end, and yet the world kept going, and it's going to keep right. going after this. And God's going to, His kingdom is going to continue to grow, and uh, He's going to work His will. Uh, on heaven and on earth that's right kingdom is victorious already right brother (laughs) yep yep good stuff we're victorious yes other than that i have nothing else my brother um if you have nothing else hey close us out all right well thanks for listening again folks i hope this isn't too heavy for you all this information but you need to be informed and you need to go back and do your own research and you need to really just don't walk into something that's going to harm you so um, remember keep your mind sharp and your heart pure and we'll say we'll see you next podcast we'll catch you on the flip side god bless y'all you have been listening to the vortex apologetic podcast hey there ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the vortex apologetic podcast blessing to have you we hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested Uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us especially our wives that uh, they put up with us they allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the word of god and uh, in return they help us as well and they keep us accountable it's a blessing
blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. Uh, also, we want to just thank uh, our church, uh, our friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. Uh, we want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. That we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. 